Episode 33, January 2015. This episode is part one of my Q&A with Steve Klavnik. Hello, I'm Steve. Um, I do lots of different things. Uh, primarily, I've been known for my programming work, uh, largely in the Ruby world. Um, I'm currently working as a contractor for Mozilla on their new Rust programming language, though, so I've been doing a lot more Rust than Ruby as of late. And um, I really like to travel all over the place. I live in New York City. It's great. Um, in my spare time, I read a lot of books largely on continental philosophy and uh, politics and economics. And uh, yeah, that's, that's it. I don't know. Uh, what are you famous or infamous for? Um, I would say probably one of the bigger things I'm known for is my work on hypermedia APIs. So like APIs that have links in them. Um, I'm probably also tweeting too much. How did you get into open source? So there was a person in the Ruby world a long time ago, and his name was Y the Lucky Stiff, and he decided to disappear from programming. And I had not done any open source work before, but I thought that his projects were really important. And so I said, I'll help whoever is going to help make work on his projects. And then nobody else showed up. So I became de facto in charge of his biggest project and uh, just sort of worked on it on my own. And then after getting some confidence and having other people you know, see my work, uh, I started to join other projects and like fix bugs and gems I was using and then just kind of went from there. How did you get into uh, Rails development? Well, I had been doing Rails professionally for a while, sort of. So I had a startup actually that um, I built on Rails and then I was teaching Rails uh, full time. And so when the, you, know, you use something all the time, you find the most flaws in it, right? So when I use Rails constantly, I was, I was like, wow, this part of Rails is terrible. Maybe I could actually fix that. So that was sort of how I got started doing actual work because I use it constantly and I was able to figure out you know, what needed help. Uh, what's your setup for writing code? So I am a big fan of not customizing your tools very much at all, actually. So, but that's sort of, that's mostly true, but kind of a little not. So I tend to, like, so I use Vim, but I have almost no editor configuration at all. My VimRC is pretty short. And um, I just use a generic like Ubuntu uh, install on a Lenovo ThinkPad X1 Carbon. And I really like that laptop a lot. Um, mine's the older generation. The newer ones are even nicer than the one I have. And um, yeah, I'm just pretty much just Vim and whatever, you know, compiles whatever code. You like Tmux? Tmux is okay. Uh, to be honest, I like it just as much as I like Screen. Like pretty much the only thing that I actually do in Tmux is detach and attach the screen. I don't do a whole lot of complicated stuff with it. So it's totally fine. Yeah, I have a... My IRC client is sitting in a Tmux session on a DigitalOcean instance, you know, somewhere out in the cloud. Um, do you like working from home, office, coffee shop? What works best for you? It depends. So sometimes I really like working at home, um, mostly just because I can like play music and whatever music I want, that kind of thing. But I also really like going to coffee shops with friends. So I guess if I was going to work by myself, then I'd rather do it at home. But if, I, if there's another one or two people, not even working on the same thing I'm working on, but just like other people working on stuff, then I like going out to coffee shops or going around and like moving and, uh, you know, going to different places. Where do you live these days? I live in Brooklyn, in New York. Um, for a long time? Uh, I just moved from San Francisco relatively recently, actually. So um, it's only been a couple months, but I really like it here a lot. Any particular reason for moving there? Um, There's a lot of reasons, actually, but uh, I'll say that the, the best one is just that it's a great place. 
And I was trying to move here three years ago, and then I accidentally moved to California for a while. So, uh, you know, it's, it's, good to it's also good to finally actually move here. Compared to the Bay Area, how's the startup scene in New York these days? So, um, I guess the biggest thing to, to think about the difference between New York and San Francisco in terms of startups is that in San Francisco, startups are king, but in New York, the financial industry is king. So even though there's a lot of companies doing a lot of cool stuff in New York, it's, it doesn't feel the same because they don't have the same sort of like social structure. And also because as, as rich as programmers are, bankers are even richer. So like there's a lot more, uh, I feel like there's a lot more wealth on display in New York than there was in San Francisco, even though there's a lot of really wealthy people in San Francisco. Um, there also is a weird thing about the fact that Silicon Valley is technically outside of the city, right? It's more in the South Bay area as well. And so like a lot of the people who are mega rich live in the suburbs in San Francisco. And a lot of the people who aren't live, you know, in the city itself in New York. So there's also that kind of aspect of it too. It just feels different a lot socially. Um, there's still a lot of good companies doing a lot of good stuff here, but there's definitely no place like San Francisco if you're doing a startup. Would you say the scene in uh, New York is growing up nicely? Yeah, I mean, there's been a couple of big acquisitions recently, which is, you know, the primary metric people use to evaluate those kind of things. And, uh, you know, there's lots of people trying cool stuff. And there's a lot of companies that just, like, aren't necessarily ever going to blow it out, but do really, really well, right? So, like, I don't think Etsy is going to get acquired anytime soon, maybe. But, like, they're doing awesome and doing really cool stuff. And, uh, you know, meetup.com has been in existence for a really, really long time. Um, and they're making tons of money and have good stuff. So I feel like there's less, there's more businesses that actually charge money for something here. And so there tends to be less like acquisitions. So it feels less successful from like that metric, but it's, uh, you know, it's much more healthy, I think. Have you ever been burned by a startup so far? Uh, I only co-founded one startup and it was a good experience, even though it eventually failed and like fizzled out. Um, so I wouldn't say that I've ever been like burned in terms of being an employee exactly, but You know, I've heard lots of stories about it. I also have not worked for a lot of startups in my time, actually. I've mostly been doing education, so. Do you have a daily routine? No. <laughs> I actually I sort of have the opposite of a daily routine in many ways. Like, I travel a lot, and like I said, I do go to coffee shops sometimes and things, so uh, the having a routine at all has just never worked out for me. Uh, brushing my teeth is pretty much about the only thing that I make sure to do every day when I wake up. I do that, for sure, but... <laughs> What about flossing? I, I'm bad at flossing, but I'm getting better at it. I work. I work. I'm working at it. Yeah, yeah, totally. What about sports or exercise? Are you a fan of that? Sort of. I, I played a lot of sports when I was a kid, actually, and I really liked it. And um, I used to like riding a bicycle a lot. But lately, I've kind of fallen out of all that stuff. And um, so I live in Los Angeles, and I was trying to bike in Los Angeles, and I got hit by a car uh, twice in like three weeks or something. And so I decided to stop doing that. So... <laughs> I, I haven't really been doing a whole lot of like physical activity, but one of the nice things about New York is that like everyone walks everywhere. So I actually will sometimes walk like eight or 10 miles in a day and just not even realize it because, you know, you're walking to different train stations and stuff. So um, I would say that's about as close as I get to like real physical exercise nowadays. How do you deal with imposter syndrome? So, yeah, that's super hard because I always have felt that way for sure. Um, if you notice my story about getting into open source, I was like, I'll help whoever's coming along rather than, you know, I'll take charge of this. And pretty much the, the thing that helped me realize or helped me get over it to some degree or like calm myself down about it was to realize that all the people who I was idolizing were just humans and they were fallible like everyone else. So there's like several programmers who I really like looked up to. And then at some point I, they became my friends instead of my heroes. And I realized that they had the same like 
concerns and questions and they didn't know everything and they weren't perfect. And so, you know, I try to always remember that even when you think other people are doing better, uh, it's often just because you think that, not because they think that <laughs> and they have the same kinds of like issues. So I definitely stress out a lot about that kind of thing. Um, and I just kind of try to do stuff anyway and not let it worry me too much. And sometimes I'm successful at that and sometimes I'm not. Where do you come from? I grew up in a town called Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, which is like six, six, six and a half hours uh, east of New York. And uh, it's a pretty great place, but I didn't want to live there my entire life because I don't think that you should ever live in one place your entire life because that's how you become a not well-rounded person. <laughs> and so uh, I left there. And uh, like I said, I wanted to move to New York, but I accidentally moved to L.A. at the last minute and then from L.A. to San Francisco and then San Francisco to New York. So, But I spent the vast majority of my life in Pittsburgh. What do you like to spend your holidays? Um, I... So... I don't really have holidays. <laughs> and I'm assuming you mean holiday and like the, like we say vacation, right? Like not like holiday, like 4th of July holiday. So one of the weird things is that if, even when I try to take off time from doing stuff, I still like know that I'm going to have a million emails when I get back. And so I'm pretty much always at least reading email if I'm not actively working, even when I take time off. I don't really... Uh, know what it means to not be working. So that's kind of awkward, but a thing that happens. Also, when you travel a lot, like I, I want to take, I want to go visit a ton of places in the world, but like I flew 200,000 miles last year. So I don't want to get on yet another plane whenever I have my week off finally. I kind of just want to stay at home, right? So, uh, now I travel, I fly a whole lot less. Uh, you know, I say that I'm like going to Amsterdam tomorrow. Um, but like, uh, when, when you travel all the time, you tend to vacation at home. I see, I feel like. Mm -hmm.